Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bill Atride Astrology Radio Show. This is Bill Atride, uh, and today is July 21st, Saturday, and uh, today we're going to look at a couple of topics. Um, the sun is entering Leo tomorrow, and a couple of days later, the planet Mercury, yes, once again, is going retrograde, so we all can look forward to those experiences coming up here. Um, And as before, I will uh, certainly talk a little bit about these two topics and maybe others, but those two certainly. And then take your questions, which you can certainly ask me about those topics and go into them in terms of um, what they mean or what they might mean for you. Or look at any other topic in your own chart. And if you do want to look at your own chart with me, um, you can certainly just provide me with your birth date and place. That's good enough. But if you have your time of birth, that's excellent because then I can look at your real chart and talk to you about what I see, whether about yourself or, or, uh, or about what's going on in your life or looking at someone else. If you want to look at their chart and see what's happening for them and who they are to you, that's also something we do in astrology. Another, another subtopic that um, people may or may not be aware of in astrology is to look at uh, not just a person's chart, but also what's called astrocartography which really just means astrology mapping. And we take a chart and then see how uh, imagining you being born in another part of the world, we draw these lines on the map and then we can see where planets were rising or climaxing or setting or at the bottom of the chart. And by those configurations can indicate if you go to that part of the world or go to that city or country, what might your life be like by going there? Of course, it's just from the astrological perspective. Of course, it's all these other qualities that would emerge from that, too, in terms of the people and culture you might interface with there. But um, it is quite fascinating to see how, how our lives do are affected by these conditions of location as well, and it shows up in astrological charts. So that's a sort of another fascinating subtopic in astrology. And, and again, as astrologers, we... We look at a chart in, in a many layered way. We look at the chart in terms of, of course, for me first, the, what are the spiritual questions and conditions and qualities that are revealed by a chart, but also the mentality of a person and also their emotional makeup and even their physical form. Often uh, you can see physical characteristics and predispositions to healthiness or illnesses in a chart or periods where one might be healthier or more at risk. Uh, often while well, clients will call me up and talk about what's a, what's a good time to have a certain kind of surgery. And I always remind them, of course, there's no good time for surgery. There's just the least bad time for surgery is what we're looking at there. And so we try to pick um, days where there aren't, isn't a full moon and the mercury is maybe not retrograde, certainly, or uh, uh, certain other qualities that prevail that show what is the least damaging time and the most in, uh, conducive towards quick healing and recovery from surgery, that's another question that comes up often in, in, in astrological readings. But usually people, in getting a reading, getting a personal reading, they come with the typical questions of who am I and what am I here for and uh, I, is this the right career for me Am I and looking at this other person in my life, are they a good person for me and all these sort of more vocational questions, spiritual questions, relationship questions uh, provide the bulk of what we're looking at day in, day out in doing readings for individuals. I, I, 
I love what I do and I get to meet so many different people from all walks of life and yet we're all the same. We all have pretty much the same questions, though they vary in intensity and degree, uh, depending upon the individual, whether a person is living a, a more or less wonderful but ordinary life or living life out there in, in the limelight and being at, at, at my sort of greater authority responsibility placed on their shoulders. Um, but we all have to deal with uh, the experience of being here on earth and learning the one fundamental thing. People say, what are we here for? And I say, there's only one thing we're here for. It's to learn to be a better human. <laughs> and, and we look to those great examples in history of uh, Buddha and Krishna and Christ and so many others that are unknown and unmarked by us who, work to, who have worked towards achieving that greater measure of enlightenment and fulfillment. And they stand as a testament to what we're all reaching towards in our life to be complete human beings. Um, so again, and again, if you if you were interested in getting a reading uh, with me, um, uh, that that is certainly something you can do, and you could call me up. Uh, my number is six four six four zero one zero one five five, or email me at bill at tried at gmail.com. That's b i l l a t t r i d e at gmail.com. And I could send you a little summary of, of my services and, and fees and such. And if you are interested, you could get a personal reading with me. Um, but let's, let's turn to our topics today. And as I said, there are two that we're going to certainly try to cover. And that is one that tomorrow uh, the sun is entering Leo uh, for the next month. Uh, and then secondly, look at the Mercury next week also is turning retrograde. Um, so so this is the time of the year, always at this time of the year, when we have the experience of the sun moving to the sign of Leo. Uh, and some might consider that each of these 12 roughly monthly long periods, the sun moving through each of the astrological signs from, from Aries into Taurus and then from Gemini to Cancer, and now moving into Leo and next will be Virgo as, as being distinct and rather unique periods. But of course, they are actually experienced by one and all of us holistically. Um, each sign, its nature and its indications and influences are really informed by and interdependent upon all the others. I mean, because really all the signs are active in all of us, no matter how you conceive of it, we're made up of all these signs. Um, and so you might say you're a Leo, uh, and you might believe then, and you might be a Leo, <laughs> you might believe that your whole life and all of your experiences and all your gifts and all your tests and all your lessons in life would be then wholly focused upon understanding and working through that one sign. Uh, but you know, as I'm very fond of saying, uh, is that everyone and everything else, we're all made up of all the signs, just in differing mixtures and combinations. Uh, and so our uniqueness and individuality uh, of us, of a plant, of a tree, of a star, of anything, we're all individuals. Uh, and we're all, the, all these various combinations of these sign elements in our nature uh, and their comparison and contrast to one another, they form sort of an intricate interweaving of all the 12 signs in our various qualities and attributes in our bodies in our feelings, thoughts, and spirituality. Um, and so you see that, that, that nothing is, we talk about averages, like the, plant, the sun is in a certain sign for so long, uh, but, but really it varies a little bit because 
everything is moving at differing speeds. These cycles, interpenetrating cycles, they're not exact because planets slow down and speed up as they form these elliptical orbits around the sun, and we as the Earth going around the sun speed up and slow down. So we, we try to divide it up very equally, um, but, but of course there are all these fractions. That's why every four years we add a whole day to our calendar. Uh, and so um, when the sun will go into Leo will happen around this time every year, but it's a different hour and even sometimes a different day. So someone might think, well, I'm a Leo, but really they might be a Cancer, or if they're at the end of Leo, they might be a Virgo. There's a very specific date and time every year when these transitions occur, but they vary year to year by a small amount. So, so, um, so what we would say is that everything is individual. Everything has an individual quality to it. And then we try to find these generalities and groupings to sort of figure things out. Okay. So if you, if you already become, as we are here to become a fully awakened or what I would call a complete human, we are really here to master each of these 12 signs. Moreover, it is not merely a matter of you being a certain sign at all, because you also equally, of course, have a moon sign. And then your Mercury and your Venus and then your Mars are also in various signs as well. You might have your sun in Leo, but your moon in the opposite sign of Aquarius. Or your Mercury might be in Leo if you're a Leo, but it could be in Virgo or Cancer. Or, or, or what have you. And, and Venus also can be, it travels rather closer to the sun. So if you're a Leo, your Venus could be in Leo. It could be in Cancer. It could be in Virgo. Uh, and then we go out to Mars and then we look at Jupiter and Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And so then there are the indications, not just by the planets in a sign, but also we have this construct of, of creating a chart, which is basically a representation of the space around the earth of where the planets were at the moment you took your first breath. That's what we consider an astrological chart is drawn for when you arrived on the planet and achieved independent existence, you were born. And then at that moment, we draw up a chart and you'll have the planets placed around this wheel, this representation of space around the earth. Um, and we divide that space into the 12 signs as well. And, and each sign then, perhaps on many charts, will be one sign on every house, so the 12 signs. Um, and so you, you may not have any planets in Leo at all. You might say, I don't care about Leo. I don't have any Leo. Well, somewhere in your chart, there is the sign of Leo. It may, it may be on your first house, or it may be on your seventh house, or your fourth or tenth house, or some other house. And since the houses form the stages of life that you act in or upon, the sign on that house will significantly affect the way in which you experience the conditions of that part of your life. Um, and moreover, wherever Leo is in your chart, that's where you release and express your own sun sign. So let's say you're an Aquarius like me <laughs> and, and you have Leo rising, as I do. Well, you will experience life and be seen by others because the first house rules how you present yourself to the world of how you move through this life. You will appear like a Leo, but you'll very much express through that Leo expression a very strong flavor or essence of your Aquarius will come shining through that Leo appearance. So let's say your moon was in Leo. 
well, then your emotional needs and responses will carry the energy of Leo. You will need often some greater degree of attention and respect from those around you. Well, let's say your Mercury is in Leo. Well, then you will look for respect and you will be more proud of your thoughts and forms of communication than another person might be. Um, and, and be very idealistic in your thinking, whereas a person with Mercury and Virgo would be a more critical and analytical thinker, more precise, um, and offering of advice where Leo would just want to be appreciated for it and be very proud of their thoughts. If you're, again, there's, these are generalities. You'd look for all these things to be nuanced and, and, and adjusted by where that planet was and the aspects of that planet, whether they were easy or more challenging aspects, everything becomes degrees and influences and you add things up again, looking at things holistically to come to unique interpretation of what that person's planet in a sign and planet in a house means in relationship to everything else. Let's say your Venus was in Leo. Well then if you're a cancer or a Virgo, you may be a, Vir a Cancer or Virgo, but you really want to be a Leo because Venus is what you want to be. And since Venus rules how you love, you're going to love like a Leo too. But let's say it's your Mars that's in Leo. Then you'll pursue your aims and desires in life like a Leo. You'll want to be respected for your actions. You'll be fighting for, uh, for honor and respectability and be very upset when someone is disrespectful or disrespecting of others. That's what gets you going when your Mars is in Leo. Let's say it's Jupiter. Well, then, since Jupiter rules your truth and your path to truth, then your path to truth, being Jupiter is in Leo, would be in terms of principles that you seek to develop and abide in will be more Leo-like. Let's say it's Saturn, the teacher and tester that's in Leo. Then you will face your test of life in terms of leadership and creativity and love. But let's go back to the chart then. Let's look at the houses. Let's say your fourth house is in Leo. Well, then that is the area of life that you want to shine in and to demonstrate your creative self. It's where, you're, again, your sun will express itself and release itself through your fourth house of home and family. You'll, be want to, you'll want to be proud of your home and heritage, and you, your home would indeed be your castle and a place that you would very much like to entertain in or decorate in to, to a great extent because that's where you're going to be on stage. But it, let's say it was ruling your seventh house, the house of relationship. Then you would approach questions of relationship looking for appreciation and respect, and you want to give and receive respect to one another most be that be the central experience of relationship in your life. But then it, let's say Leo was instead on your 11th house. Well, then you would want to shine in terms of your social idealisms in life and your group activities. And you would tend to be amongst your friends, the leader of your friends, taking the leadership role of your friends, again, looking for respect from them, but you would earn that respect from them by showing them respect, by seeing them in their truth, because obviously that's what Leo is about. It's about releasing the true self that I have found in my center in the previous period of cancer. In cancer, we come to center ourselves and in contacting that essential self, really feeling ourselves truly who we are, there's an answering outrushing of energy that says, let me go out and be this now in displays of leadership and creativity and love. 
Uh, and so each sign sort of builds and leads to the next. Um, and so it's a wonderful story. It's the story of spirit. That is what the signs are about. We're all here to learn all these signs, to live them all out. We need to be better at being an Aries and a Libra and a Cancer and a Capricorn. Each and every one of us has to be. Uh, and we learn from one another because we can't do this alone. We see in others things reflected within ourselves, things that we are drawn to or disturbed by, and it sets us in motion to work on those things. So we become well-rounded, become centered and strong, and living out every part of this zodiac in our nature. Okay. Well, then, then let's take our turn our attention now, and I'm going to be writing about Leo today and posting in my blog something else about Leo tonight for the time of Leo coming up. But of course, many of you are very interested in and also write and post when it turns retrograde in a couple of days here, uh, the planet Mercury. And people get all worked up about many things about retrograde planets in general, and especially about Mercury retrograde, though, as I pointed out just a few weeks ago, we're undergoing a very important thing right now. The planet Mars moving retrograde and it's quickly approaching um, its absolute midpoint of that cycle later this week when the Sun and Mars are opposite to one another. And that's when you're going to see at midnight uh, right overhead that bright red star. It's no star. That's Mars. Uh, it's never clean closer in a long time. It'll never look brighter. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, again, the planet that rules our actions and desires and turning those into aspirations throughout our life and many lives. Um, and so when Mars is retrograde, we're meant to be reexamining, what is my desire? What am I aiming for? Is this the right way to get there? And we need to be reflective and contemplative and introspective regarding those matters. But here, along with Mars being retrograde, we're now going to have Mercury retrograde <laughs> for the next three weeks, which is something that happens, as we know, quite regularly, at least three times a year, lasting for three weeks, weeks every time. Mercury will appear to slow down. It will slow down in its motion against the backdrop of the stars, seem to stop what's called stationary retrograde, which is when it's very powerful, I, I argue, and then begin moving backwards. Though, of course, it's never moving backwards. It's just passing us on the inside track like a racetrack, and we're on the outside track. And so it's passing us by and seems to slow down, stop and go backwards, then turn forward again. And it's doing that again here between July 25th until August 19th. And where is it retrograding? Well, you guessed it. In the whole time, it's in the sign of Leo. Well, what does that mean? Well, since, since Mercury rules communications, both internal, how we're thinking about thinking and considering things within ourselves and rules our nervous system and all the different communications within our being, and then externally, how we both uh, both connect to and pull in information, but also transmit information, whether we're using our words or using our songs or using our designs and imagery, whatever it is, the means and, and mechanisms of our communications for and to one another, Mercury is the ruler of that. Mercury is said to be, like Hermes, the, it's other, some, it's other uh, name for this, the messenger of the gods, how we connect the different worlds together and connect between one another. Um, and so when Mercury's retrograde, those internal and external networkings or communications 
are, are going through a revision and reexamination. And so the turning of Mercury retrograde is turning back upon itself is always a time for all of us for greater introspection, deeper reflection and contemplation. And whether, but whether you or any I or anyone else keeps that in mind at all times, we really often forget that the weather has changed. We just go about our daily life and everything's the same as it was yesterday. We don't notice the change, but the, the intellectual communication energy, the weather pattern has changed. And everybody's in a different mode of, of what's in fa- affecting them in their thought forms and communication forms. And so we may not pay attention as well as we ought to because we're involved in more inward matters and maybe not listening as carefully, not being so attentive to what we're receiving from those around us and the world in general. So we miss things, mishear things, don't catch something. And likewise, when we're communicating, we may be so wrapped up in our own thoughts or our thought forms and, and ideas or ways of looking at something that we're not being as clear or as aware of how well our, our communications are being received. And that is why, whether it's in the reception or the transmission, we all experience Mercury retrograde as a time that seems to be filled with greater miscommunications and errors and a host of other troubles. And people often think it's the time when the gremlins have been let out and all kinds of snafus and errors occurred with technology and transportation and all these things. Now, of course, really, it's the fault of us <laughs> that that we are we are imperfect and and everything we've made is imperfect i always i'm always reminding people that they're so frustrated that their phone or their computer or whatever device is not working perfectly and i say well gee i wonder who made that oh that's right we humans made all of this stuff and we're not perfect why would our technology be perfect but it does seem or maybe people just notice it more that during mercury retrograde things seem to mess up even more. And maybe it's because everybody's making mistakes or miscuing things or misunderstanding things, or maybe it's just we're paying attention more to these mistakes. But whatever it is, we all need to be that much more mindful. Use this time for what it is to be, yes, to deeply reexamine how am I thinking? How am I understanding this? Is that the way I should approach this? Do I have all the facts at hand and what are facts in this case? Do I look at this in the right way? Should I look at it from a different perspective? All these wonderful questions are very important to always be mindful of, but especially in a time of Mercury retrograde. It is said to be an opportunity to go back and fix old things. Like I've been working on a project, I put it aside, but now I want to go back and rethink that and rework that. Or sometimes things we... Things have been delayed for a long time that sometimes I've been waiting for something, waiting for something. It's not happening. And all of a sudden, things begin moving now in a project long delayed when Mercury's retrograde. But often in a project that was moving along quite nicely, all of a sudden we hit a snag or snafu and nothing happens for a few weeks when Mercury's retrograde. And we just have to be, well, patient with ourselves and with those around us because we're all dealing with this time of that's requiring a timeout, basically. If we could live our life more in alignment with the stars, we would take these moments as times to go on a retreat, 
to go into periods of contemplation and meditation and greater mindfulness. But of course, life goes on. We all have busy lives demanding in our personal lives and family lives and our social order and community activities and our jobs. We just can't take three weeks out, perhaps, though it would be great if we could, <laughs> and, 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 and spend it in contemplation and mindfulness training. Uh, but still, we should spend some time every day with it now because it's going to be more advantageous to do so. Uh, not that it's not always advantageous. I mean, I, would, I think it's a good idea for everyone every day to start their day mindfully looking over the day ahead and at the end of every day mindfully looking back at how it could how I could have done that better or where I fell into error and I want to correct that for the next day and so we can certainly take heed of that that sort of process or practice day in day out but during these next three weeks practicing mindfulness and focus and not getting distracted to put our phones away and other devices away and keep focused is going to be even more challenging because this is when errors and problems will crop up because even if we're doing that, maybe many of the people we're interacting with aren't. They're, they're not aware that they're not paying attention or they're being distracted or they're not hearing correctly or speaking clearly. And so error enters in. Okay? So in this case, as I said, Mercury's retrograding in Leo when we can sort of take heed of that and say, well, gee, this is what the mindfulness, reworking, rethinking, all the rewords, uh, re rejuvenating, renewing, restoring, rebuilding energies will be focused upon Leo stuff. Uh, well, then we are reminded the old phrase, you know, pride comes before the fall. And therefore, we all we should look at anyone, including us, who claim to have the answer, all the answers. We probably have few or none. Uh, we are just masking or they're just masking their insecurity with false bravado and puffery. A true sign of wisdom, of course, the truest sign of wisdom is humility and the willingness to be open to the unknown, to the awe and wonder of the universe and show it respect and bow down. We are here to learn and to grow. And the point is not to have simple answers at all, but to first be able to ask the right questions <laughs> and then ask some more questions. I believe in a living faith that doesn't give us the final answer, but leads us to a deeper appreciation of the mystery of life and that we have more and more to discover about ourselves in this world. The more we know, the more we know we don't know. <laughs> and it's a good thing because we're on this journey and it doesn't end. And just like having any planet in Leo, where Mercury is retrograding in your own true chart can indicate for you more specifically what you might want to reexamine or reconsider for the next three weeks in your life. Let's say it was retrograding in your first house. Well, then this would be a wonderful time to reexamine how you hold yourself, your demeanor, your disposition, your attitude, even the way you dress and make yourself up or the clothes you wear. Am I doing this well? Am I coming across as I mean to come across? Am I coming across gentle or firm or leaning in or leaning back? How do people perceive me? And is it how I perceive myself? And so this is a time to sort of rethink my presence in the world and make sure I'm coming across as best as I can. Because by doing so, I can move through the world more effortlessly 
giving to it what I need to and receiving from it what I must. If, let's say, Mercury was retrograding in your fourth house during these three weeks, it would be a wonderful time to reconsider where you find or locate your sense of security. Where is your center to be found? And it's a good time to reconsider your experience of your family uh, and, and where you come from and what roots you in this world. But let's say it's in the opposite house, in your 10th house. Well, then this would be a most excellent time to reexamine your path and your purpose in this life, to look at your career specifically, or maybe look at your other social contributions and your responsibilities that you owe to your world and decide whether I've taken on the right burdens and assumed the right responsibilities or whether I need to adjust those because I'm overburdened or I've dropped the ball and I need to pick up some because it's right and proper to do so. So again, knowing your own chart and knowing where these planets are moving can indicate um, where it has a particular message for you. Obviously, the sun going through Leo would be going through a certain part of your chart. That part of your chart's illuminated now. And every two days, the moon's moving through a different sign, so it's moving through a different part of your chart every couple of days. And then same for Mercury and Venus. They're moving pretty close to the sun, so they're illuminating similar areas. But by looking at where the planets are moving, um, day in and day out, um, you can see what's being activated in my chart in general ways, but then you look at the specific aspects that the planets form to your own planets in your own chart to see what's being elicited in your life at any one time. And that's what we talk about giving a person not at just who they are in their life, giving a life reading, but also talking about the timing of the life, the cycles of our life that we all experience. Um, and, and helps us understand, what am I to be doing with this moment? What am I here for right now? Okay, so um, I, I think that's enough. I think that's enough material to consider about Leo and the sign and, and Leo and the planets and the houses that I wanted to talk about today. And also to, to give you a little indication about this Mercury and Leo coming up, you can certainly uh, look at my blog or read my blog coming up for Leo, the sun going into Leo, and of course, Mercury going retrograde. And then and later this week, again, Mars reaching that, that opposition to the sun. I'll, I'll do postings on all three things just to give a little more uh, insight about these matters for, for all of you. Um, so what I thought I'd do now is go back again to what we normally do here in the second half of the show is, is, is talk to you and, and see what questions you might have for me today and what's going on in your life or, or in the life of someone else that you're, you're uh, interested in or concerned about. So um, I'm going to, as, as always, go in order of people who've been waiting the longest and some of you have been waiting a long time. And I, I thank you for that. And, I, and I'll, I'll take you in order. So here's my first uh, caller for today. This is Bill. Hi, you're on. Hi, you're on with Bill. Hello? Hey, afternoon, Bill. Hello, Bill. Hi. Hello. Who's this? It's uh, Jay calling from Canada. Jay, I think you've called before. Is that correct? Yes, it, yes, it is. Thank you much. Okay. Me, you're right. You're from Medicine Hat. Do I get that correctly? Yes. Okay, wonderful. How are you doing today, Jay? Not to doing too bad, actually. So it's been a wonderful, well, not a wonderful, but it's been quite an interesting three months. I haven't talked to you for a bit. Uh, oh, uh, let's okay. say for me, I, uh, my, see what's why, why maybe why this happened or what's going on is that uh, like my mother passed away in 
April, and my best friend passed away oh, a couple weeks ago. So, but uh, wow. yeah, I know. Thanks. Um, wow. Yeah, so oh, I've been going through grief stuff. Yeah, so I just wondered what's going on with uh, what's brought the chart. that about. Yeah. 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 No. No. Uh, um, well, let me just um, let me just look at your chart in general here. Um, yeah, thank you. And and see what's happening, and then let me look at specifically. Um, what's uh what the transits and progressions would say so let me just um it takes a second for the computer to to generate that um but sure and i mean that's i mean if there this is this is the most profound question of course we as humans being self-aware as we are that our time on this world and 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 we believe ourselves to be immortal but we know as i like to say we're we're moving through a mortal realm that our existence here and anyone else's and anything else's existence is finite. And so um, when dealing with this mystery of passing through that from one form to another, um, it's the most moving thing one can experience without question uh, for any of us. Um, And so um, I'm... I know I, I, I get these questions all the time and people dealing oh. with this all the time, year in, year out. So, so um, as to why it's happening now um, or, or what might be in, in the why that might be indicated in your chart right now, um, it is true that right now the sun moving to this time of cancer in your own chart, um, which is just a monthly thing, it began really uh, only about a month ago, and continues for another couple of weeks. This is the time of the year, every year, when your your son, the son, is moving through your eighth house, which is the house of death and rebirth. So that by itself wouldn't in- indicate it. I would I would assume because it's been more, it's more more focused than and in that respect. But what I would argue is that you you do have um, um, an aspect in your. Tr- that's a little more obscure, but something that many astrologers would point to and say, oh, yes, that's, that's relevant, is that you're, you're, the planet trans- Saturn is transiting over not your own Venus, but your progressed Venus, which is the planet that rules value, beauty, and love itself, which, of course, is our attachments to one another. And when Saturn is opposite to Venus, basically, in this, in this case, what this indicates is my 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 sense of love is being tested um, and my attachments are being tested and I'm really the preciousness of this experience of love, which is forever, but in terms of any one form of expression is finite. Um, And so I'm going to be with someone perhaps for many years, but at some point they'll no longer be there. And yet the experiences and memories and understanding of that relationship continues for all time is never lost. Um, and though we go through this period of, 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 of grieving and mourning, it's the mirror reflection of the joy and love and happiness that was there and will be there in the end too. Um, so we can't have one without the other, nor, nor would we wish to. Um, and to feel that, that sense of loss is, is, is confirming that this is really real. Um, this connection I've had with this other person, this other being. Um, and so I meant to be moved by this. So that, that connection of, of certainly of Saturn going over your, what's called your progress Venus is one thing I would point to that as a pretty 
powerful indicator. But more, this is for you, no matter in your real chart, this is the year that Saturn, again, beginning its move through Capricorn this year, is squaring your sun, which it will line up with your sun about every seven or eight years or so. You happen to be born with your son in the fourth house, the house of home and family, the house of the roots of my life. And Saturn's in your first house of my own presence and identity in the world and what I call myself. And so this very much would be here where I'm looking at where I came from, the fourth house, home, family, and roots, and looking at who I am now. And something is, is making me connect these two things things in a very deep and profound way right now Mm. Uh, and and um when saturn's on our sun we are going to hit a a challenging moment in terms of our responsibilities and duties and obligations we have to weigh them and hold them very carefully yes we have to take on certain things because it's right for us to do so but we have to be careful that we don't overdo take on too much we say well i got to do this I'm responsible for this. Yes, we are, but we all need breaks and timeouts and time to heal too. So I would caution you not to to take on too much right now, mm. and to give yourself some time to ease ease up uh, with any pressures or difficulties you might be experiencing. And the extra weight added to your it's like as if the universe said you were working with a certain load, and all of a sudden the load just got increased, and you sort of just adapt to that. But we all have a breaking point, so we all need to take compensatory measures to ease the load that's now been added to the load we normally bury, uh, carry in our life. Um, so those would be some of the things I'd be sort of most remarking upon right now um, in terms of what your chart indicates. Um, so you said it was both your mom and who else passed, you said? My, 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 my good friend. Yeah, my good, good friend. Good friend. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, um, so like within three months. So, but it's been yeah, quite the journey. So, but you know, it's interesting that you say all this about Saturn because I heard Saturn is an interesting um, planet because uh, there's a there was a whole bunch of planets in retrograde at once, weren't they? Or are they still yeah, going to retrograde? Yeah. Where we have we have what will happen is that depending upon. This, the period we find ourselves in, um, we can have more or less retrograde planets because the outer planets retrograde upwards to six months every year. Uh, right. Jupiter somewhat less, but Saturn and certainly Uranus, Neptune, Pluto almost six months each. Um, for many people born in their birth charts and for many people throughout the year, we'll have a number of planets retrograde any one time. And people... I think mistakenly sometimes think that, well, a retrograde planet means there's something wrong with it or it's weaker. When in point of fact, whenever a planet's retrograde, whether it's an inner planet or an outer planet, we're actually drawing closer to it. (laughs) Not that distance matters in spiritual terms, because I think it doesn't, but in a physical term, if we're looking at physical science and energies and waves and what have you, uh, we're actually making our closest approaches to any of these planets when they're retrograde for us. Um, and it, we do say that it seems to be operating not counter to, but different from its normal operation, reconsidering what its operation or function would be. So Saturn retrograde is a time to reconsider 
uh, you know, role and responsibility and duty in the world. That's what Saturn rules is our purpose. You might say if the sun is our self and all we can be, Saturn's what we've so far poured ourselves in in order to be something at any one time. We can't be all things. We have to be something. So Saturn rules that something we are, and yet we can't be that thing for all time. <laughs> so we move on to new things to pour ourselves into. Uh, you've had Saturn for the last several years, all, since it moved into Sagittarius and now it's finishing by beginning in this first part of Capricorn. You've had for the last three years Saturn taking its time moving through your first house, which is the house of your presence and your identity and what you call yourself. And so it's been a time of really having to answer this first question, Jay. The, what the question universe has asked you for the last three years is, Jay, who are you? What do you call yourself? Do you move into a space easily or more cautiously? Are you coming in bold or cautious? Are you leaning in or leaning back or getting it just right? And so you've been re-examining what's on your business card and your attitude and your manner of how you hold yourself and the way you dress. All those things would be elements, not you would do all of them, that you would work on now as you consider, who am I? And now you're about to start the next part of the journey. <laughs> so it, be it begins this year. It's, you've had a taste of it. But now in 18, but more 19, 20, and 21, Saturn's going to be in your second house. And the question is going to be not so much who am I, but what am I? What do I have? What are my resources? What are my strengths? Where am I less strong? How can I work on that? It's, it's working on what's behind that image and identity. The substance of me is the next period, period you're going to go through. Hmm. So, and that's the transition that's, that's right ahead of you here. Um, yeah. And again, your, just your progressed moon for the last couple of years has been going through Leo. When that, again, the sign we were talking about. So you've been definitely working on those issues of honor and respect and appreciation and trying to stretch yourself as a leader and creator. But in a couple of months, um, it's going into Virgo. Um, and that means there's more, more going to be a turning towards questions of, okay, hey, um, yeah, how can I order my life in a way that's more sustainable and meaningful? I need to adjust my lifestyle is what's going to be a theme and, and my work style within my lifestyle for the next couple of years. You're going to start that as, the, as August ends and September begins. Your moon's going to go into Virgo, which, of course, as you know, <laughs> is where you have your moon. <laughs> so it's going to be also what's called your progressed lunar return, which means you've completed a cycle of emotional development and you're starting the next one. So every 26, 27 years or so, the moon comes back to our moon by progression. So basically what you're going through these last, this last year or two has been a finishing up of an emotional cycle and you're about to commence a new one. Okay. Which, also can expect, which also can explain um, another way of looking at why am I dealing with these endings right now in my life? Okay. Uh, with people I feel and have these deep connections to. Yeah. Okay. That's great yeah. for the insight. Yeah. 
beginnings sure. well, sure, no. and beginnings. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. endings <laughs> and beginnings. Yeah, and then you know that's yeah. Um, well, again, my sympathies um, um, for your loss and um, and eventually the, the the thing about memory and recollection and remembrance. It's all it's very forgiving, and we find ourselves thinking back fondly and feeling those loving thoughts. And that's how we stay connected to those who've left us for now is that we, they can't visit us, nor should they (laughs) on this plane, but we can be with them in the higher planes that they've now been, been now removed to basically by thinking of loving thoughts. We seemingly have them visit us, but in our dreams or, or reflections or what have you, but it's we who are visiting them. Yeah. Uh, in that higher realm, okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much again for your You're wonderful very help again. Okay, Jay. We'll, we'll stay in touch, okay? We'll take care. Thanks, Bill. Okay, Okay. sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello? Oh, hello. hello, this is Bill. <laughs> hi, hi. Hi. <laughs> I was trying to click on the button and it wouldn't it wouldn't click. I don't know what's going on with that, but there you are. Who's this? <laughs> this is Jessica from New Jersey, my first time calling. Oh great. Hi Jessica. Hi. So you well, need my I'm birthday? I if you want to talk about you, I need your birthday, yes. Sure. It's seven sixteen seventy seven. You said seven sixteen Oh, sorry. Seven sixteen nineteen seventy seven, right? Right. Okay. And the time and of birth? Seven twelve p.m. Okay. And where were you born? New York, New York. Oh, just like me. Mm-hmm. All right. I figured when I heard you say your uh, phone number. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's not where necessarily I'm born, but it is where I was born. I, I was born in New York Hospital. Uh, and, uh, and I did leave I New I York. I mean, to grow- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Good for you. Um, well, um, <laughs> I, have, I, I have your chart here. So you're, you, as you know, you, and I'm just going to repeat, so I've got it correctly. July 16, 1977, uh, at mm-hmm. 7, 12 PM, that makes you a cancer, of course, with your moon in Leo, there's the Leo mm-hmm. and your Mercury and your Saturn too. And you have Capricorn as your rising sign. Is that all correct? Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. So, so what can so, I do for you today? Well, um, I am really focused on mastering, let's say, my finances related to my career. So it mm-hmm. seems like I put out a, like a lot of like cool things over the years, and I'm still mm-hmm. sort of figuring out how to build a following and consistent, you know, it's, I hate to say it, but it's sort of been like trickles on my projects, you know, trickles of money coming in with my projects, not really as much, not really a lot, you know, and uh, so what would be the secret to success for me as far as (laughs) like, I think, I think a lot of people like look at my stuff and they like it. So what would make them connect with it more or me connect with them more? Okay. Well, again, cancers are noted for their great ability more than other people have 
to be able to sense exactly that. What do people need? What's happening in my time, whether it's fashion forecasting or understanding product development or trends and changes in the market of any kind of market, cancers have what we call good gut. <laughs> they sense what's coming mm -hmm. and anticipate the need that others may not even know they're going to need something. And then, then when people say, I need this, the cancer says, hey, I got that for you. So they're good at that in general. Um, and so they're here to care and nurture for others which implies anticipating what others are going to need and want. Um, now, again, with your sun, the center of your chart, and your moon, and then your Mercury, the planet that rules mind and communication, all in that seventh house of relationship and partnership, uh, you're someone who has a particular ability to work in the public space of, of working with people and dealing with people and providing them with something, that I mean, my son is in the seventh house. I'm a counselor and advisor. That's what I do. I work with people, counsel people, advise people. That's what I'm known for. And you would have a gift for that in general. But you might do that in terms of offering a specific kind of product or merchandise as well. But certainly, being a people person, that would be one of your strengths. When you look at the, the houses that rule work in a chart, uh, that being specifically the second house, the sixth house, the tenth house, your second house has the sign of Aquarius on it, um, which is the sign of individuality, of doing something that is very much geared towards recognizing that though I may be producing a certain, let's say, product, I have to understand that every person or group I'm dealing with is also a unique person or group, and I need to can sort of uh, configure my service or my product to meet that individual quality, not just everybody's the same thing. So it's a matter of, am I being clear of what I offer people, whether it's a product or a service, that I'm not just treating them like any other person. I get what they are, what they need. My product can be uh, adapted to the individual person or group as opposed to just being the same old, same old. And because that same planet, that the planet that rules Aquarius is in your 10th house of career, that's something you really want to highlight in your professional life is that I take into consideration people's individuality. Um, and I'm going to always do something in the service I provide or the product I provide that tailors it to that person's unique sensibilities or needs or that group's unique sensibilities or needs. So that's something you want to always highlight okay. Uh, okay. in terms of what you're doing professionally. Um, again, because Gemini is on your sixth house of work uh, and Mercury rules that, you need a workplace where you're always busy <laughs> solving problems figuring things out, doing a lot of networking, saw, and be using your intelligence. You, your job is never going to be a routine because you don't like routine. Um, you like to keep discovering things and figuring things out. And if it got repetitive and that way boring, you couldn't take it at all. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So you need to feel like it's stimulating to you. And I've solved this problem. I figured that out. It was a good day. Um, and if it, I repeated something day in, day out, I'm going to run out of the room. I can't take that. 
Um, mm-hmm, that's true. Now, again, yeah. yeah and, and again, because that Mercury rules the sixth house and it's in your seventh house of relationship, that could mean that part of the trick for my day-to-day workplace is finding partnerships. And so whether that means I'm in a partnership or I have an agent or I have representation or some kind of interfacing that facilitates what I'm doing might also be something I need to look at. Um, Moreover, because it rules your ninth house as well, the house of faraway places and travel, uh, long distance travel or more long distance nature of the business you might also want to consider that perhaps my business, I need to think of my business as not just being these 20 or 30 miles around me, much like me. I, my business is global. I have clients in Brazil, in Finland, Japan. The world is my market. Um, most of my clients I've never met, I'll never meet. But we have the most intimate relationships because <laughs> we deal with the most intimate of things. And so I'm not limited by geographic space. And it's not that you would be limited by it, but don't limit yourself. And or it would mean that your business might involve you importing and exporting of products and ideas as part of the nature of your business. So those things would be things you'd be utilizing or folding into the nature of your business also would, um, would, would come into play there. Um, what, what is it exactly that you are uh, offering to the world or to your customers? What is the nature of your business? Right. So it's along those lines of what you're saying with the counseling. I actually have a degree with therapy, um, but I do healing Mm -hmm. work, healing work and spirituality. Um, And what I was going to say as far as um, with your, uh, the astrology with that too is, is there any like transits or is there anything in my chart that says that I would I mean, not struggle, but have some sort of things to learn. I mean, whatever the lighter word of struggle <laughs> is with finances or getting the career going. Because, like, I'm really, well, we, we, I don't know, it's yeah, been well, several well, years that it's been kind of funny. Okay, well, again, we, no, I, I, didn't, I hadn't done the timing yet. I was just talking about general okay. conditions of okay. your whole life and, 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 and sensibilities and strengths and challenges you would face. I didn't even talk so much about the challenge, but just where you would play to your strengths. In terms of particular influences and what you're uh, actually dealing with right now, when I look at your chart, um, actually the last several years, um, probably I would say 16, 17, and 18, for these three years, you are going through the period known as, as Saturn moving through your 12th house, the last house of your chart. And that is a time in a person's life when, yes, this is a time when you're wrapping up and finishing up an old life. It's, it's an ending that's leading to a new beginning. And you're really transitioning this year from the life you had lived for the last 29 years. And this is the year you're beginning the new life. It really doesn't kick Mm -hmm. in until this November. And really, you're sort of having one foot in the past and one foot in the future. Mm-hmm. You're sort of straddling exactly that line this year. And you will definitely feel like, okay, now I'm in the future for, for sure. <laughs> or working on the next 29 years of my life starting this fall. Okay. Okay, that's um, definitely comforting. Yeah, so that's one thing. And though Jupiter's in your 12th house, so that's a definite 
you know, in your 10th house, that's a definite up, up uh, scale thing for you, but building and improving things for you this year, uh, that would be helpful all this year. But Saturn probably is the determining factor that says, boy, I feel myself, um, you know, not quite able to move forward one foot after the other. I'm sort of one foot forward, one foot back, one foot forward, one foot back, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting the emotion going here. Um, would be one thing um, for sure that I think would be having its way with you here. Uh, that would mm. be my number one, my number one culprit, <laughs> I would say. Okay. Um, yeah, and and I, we could we could look at others, but that's that's the one I think that really is 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 to be more marked upon here. And then your progressed moon, it's been in that first house. You've been rethinking and considering the way you present yourself to the world, and what you call yourself. Um, and, and, uh, you're going to see that you've re you figured that out over the next seven, eight months. And then you're going to focus more on building my resources and developing new access to resources and flexing my muscles in new ways. That's going to start by the end of this year as the moon goes into oh, the second yeah. Okay. That's, okay. So these are all comforting things. Thank you. Cause I was like really wondering I mean, we, we tend to blame ourselves, I guess, like, what's wrong with me? Or like, what, you know, like that kind of stuff, which is not helpful, but I just, it, it yeah, was whatever's happening for is so it, long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, what I would say to people, whatever's happening is supposed to be happening. We just may not like it. But what am I learning here? What I'm, what's the lesson to be learned here? Let me work on this and then I can move to the next step. But no matter what, sometimes these lessons take two or three years and we wish, really wish it didn't, but it does and then we have graduated to the next phase. That's what happens. Um, mm. And so we move towards where we can experience growth and where there's easiness to focus on one part of our life versus another. And then when the next one opens up, we move into that. So um, I don't see anything wrong here. It just it's been this really <laughs> epic time of ending that lead, it's leading to a new beginning. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That was very sure, nice to hear anytime. today. All right, stay in touch, okay? All right, thank you, I will. All right, bye-bye. Sorry, I'm sorry, listener. I'm, I'm, we're going to run out of time here, but I'll, I'll stay with you. Who's this? Hi, this is Bridget. Hi, hi, Bridget. Do I, do I have you already, or are you new? (laughs) I'm brand new. Okay, Bridget, let me get your information real quick. And the show may run out, but I think if, as long as I stay on the phone with you, we can stay talking. I'm not sure people will be hearing it, but I'm sure you don't care. Uh, so, so awesome. uh, but, yeah. I, but let me take what I can for you. It's okay. counting down on me yeah. now, telling me. So what's your birthday? 717-1958. Okay. okay. 11.32 a.m. Oh. 32 a.m. And where were you born? And that's in Brooklyn, Kings County, New York. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So what can I do for you? Well, my question is about my living situation. I would love to stay where I am. And I've come up with a creative solution to do so. However, it still requires more income flow on my part. So can you tell me what my chart shows for both living and, um, you know, creating more income? Okay. Well, um, 
the planet Saturn, that teacher and tester, this is the year that it began moving through your fourth house of home. And that means that, yes, the focus in your life right now for this year and next year and the year thereafter is precisely this question of what is home and where does my security come from? And, and it is a time where big decisions and, and then actions have to be taken in regard to securing or re-securing my life. So you're definitely focused upon that, as you indicated, uh, and it will be the focus. Um, so it's, it's a rather challenge there. I think we're off the air now, but that's okay. You're still there, right? Yeah. Now, do Hello? you see Libra? Okay. Yes, I'm here. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, excellent. So do you see Libra on my rising sign? Yes, I do. I see three degrees Libra rising and three degrees of Capricorn on your fourth house. Um, right. Okay. Um, which is what I have. And so, so what's happened is Saturn is dancing around those early degrees of Capricorn and is in your fourth house. That's the house of cancer, the house of home and family. And wherever Saturn is moving, we're tested in that arena. And so tests of security, tests of home and family, the necessity to make adjustments there, whether spiritually or down to the physical, uh, are called for at this time in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean uh, the loss of a home or people can buy and sell homes, move during that time, end or start a business, end and start relationships. All things to do with centering tend to be really quite profound at a time like this for most people. Um, So like you say, you're looking to set up a situation that is long-term and preserves you in the home you wish to stay in. Yeah. That certainly is job that's focused upon right now, given this placement of Saturn. So that certainly resonates. Um, now you say in terms of doing that, you need to, to maintain that space. You need to find some way of either reducing expenditures or increasing income. Is that what you're saying? And some right. juxtaposition like that. Um, Correct. And and what is, what is it that you what are we trying to close? What gap? How big a gap are we talking about well, here? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I do several things. Um, I have myself out there for, you know, uh, personal assisting work. I am a personal chef. I'm also in the spiritual arts arena, and mm-hmm. I do intuitive channeling. Uh, which, you know, takes a lot of marketing, et cetera, to position myself. And so far, that is not something that I've been able to focus on. So I have different paths I can take, although I'm wanting to definitely, you know, office work is really my past life. I'd rather not go back there. But I'm wondering Mm -hmm. what is the best path for me to take in terms of overall success? Okay. Um, well, of course, with your sun and your moon, both at the top of your chart, along with Venus, which rules your chart since Libra, you have the sun, Venus, and, and uh, the moon there at the high, higher part of the chart, a more public life and being out in the public eye is something you're more likely to have and need to have in your life. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, but, since, but since the sun rules the, the 11th house of social consciousness and social awareness of community activity of social causes and cultural causes and political and environmental causes, you would want to see whatever you're doing professionally fold into that kind of connection. So let's say you were doing 
work in the area of nutrition or, or cooking or providing things, you would say, I want to do a business that is relevant to various communities in terms of their cultural affinities or sensibilities or community activism, you know, working like, like community gardens and setting up, you know, whatever it is that you would, it's not just about one thing. It's about, it's all about community. It's about friendship. It's about being a leader in the community or amongst communities and holding, holding them together would be one of the ways you would both be very fulfilled, but it would be also very rewarding for you in terms of your business or economic life, because it's where you shine. You shine in terms of your social idealism and your social causes, and people would respond to that, and it would, be, it would play a dramatic role for you in terms of your success, who you know, who you connect to, in getting involved in a community project or various communities, whether they be geographically based, they could also be not geographic, they could be you know, based on sensibilities and, and, and causes that are cross-geographic boundaries, I'm not saying which ones would be, would be the best for you, but certainly community activity, social causes, social consciousness, these are key elements that would determine a lot of your degree of success in this lifetime. Um, and so you need to be out there participating in communities. <laughs> it's basically what it says. Uh, mm-hmm. And you probably are. Um, it's just that you might think, well, gee, I've got to work on my business and I don't have time for a community activity. When in fact, if I was more involved in my community, that would lead to more, more business. That's how you should look at it. Um, so some people know that you just focus on business and to hell with their community. So I would think they should never do that. <laughs> but, but you could say it might work for them. You know, it may probably works for Trump, but I mean, it wouldn't work for you because your community consciousness is part of what would be sort of your calling card for you being able to reach the audience that you need to reach and to serve them well. Um, I mean, so, so that is something certainly to consider also because Saturn's in your third house and in the sign of Sagittarius um, and, and uh, you would want to be known for your communications, your writing, your speaking, uh, whether you have a, a blog, a radio show, a YouTube channel that also promotes your work. Like I have my blog and I have mm-hmm. this radio show now. My Saturn's in the third house. I'm, I'm a communicator, just like you, Saturn's in the third house. That's where I'm tested. Yep. That's where you've been tested. You and I both mm-hmm. went through experiences where our fear was we wouldn't have the answer. <laughs> yes. so, so we made it our business to always have the answer. <laughs> yes. But the whole point is to to get out there without that fear and just share what we've learned and keep an open right. mind and realize we're really good at this stuff. Now we know a lot and people can benefit from what we know. We can share our wisdom. We can share our knowledge. That's what the world's looking for. Where Saturn is in your life is where you ultimately make your contribution. You make your contribution mm-hmm. ultimately as a communicator. So if you've been uh-huh. involved in, cooking and, and, and providing food, all the, you might find that, gee, I should have a show or books or other medium of sharing my knowledge, my, my way, my teaching. And it's both something I should do, but it's also going to build my business because like for me, when I started a blog, I just did it because I had to write. I went through a change and I was being very private about my work and very spiritual and I wouldn't advertise and it drove my wife crazy because she's all about publicity and marketing. That's been her business. 
And I said, no, no, this is spiritual. You can't do that. <laughs> and, she, and, and, and she, she got it, but she was just threw up her hands and walked away. So when I started the blog, lo and behold, my business exploded. And I go, wow, look at that. And she goes, yeah, look at that. <laughs> it's like, you know, so all of a sudden I'm busier than ever here in my, now my sixties, I started in my fifties and now in my sixties, I've never been busier because I'm putting myself out there. Now, maybe because I was afraid to put myself out there. Maybe I was afraid of, you know, you put yourself out there, you're going to get, you know, blowback sometimes. And we all Mm -hmm. have been at some point in our lives in a past life crucified, burns at stake because of heresy. (laughs) So, you know, you know, it's easier to sort of be in the shadows and not be recognized. But we're all here called to stand for something. And I know enough now that I know what I'm talking about for the most part. So I should share it. And those who disagree can disagree. And I certainly get people coming back and saying, that's not right. And I go, okay, that's what you think. Um, uh, when I make comments about Trump and they say, well, that's very different from your other commentary. You, you seem to be very down on him and say, no, I'm just telling it like it is. This is the kind of chart he has, <laughs> but I don't care yeah. now. That's the gift of getting right. older. <laughs> you, just, you just don't care anymore. <laughs> so you're, Absolutely. you're free. You're free. Finally. Uh, so, so free yourself. Um, don't be afraid of what you don't know. Acknowledge it. I, I don't know that, but this I do know. And I think other people could benefit. And the thing is we realize, wow, people don't know this. And I do. And they're going to really get so much from me. I should tell my story. We're all storytellers. Mm-hmm. That's how we've developed our civilization and culture from the beginning of time. And Saturn and Sagittarius means you're here to be a teacher. You're here to, mm-hmm. to tell your story, uh, to give back your wisdom. Um, and you need to not fear that you don't have value or knowledge. You have it because that's your Saturn opposite your Venus. Um, is your, you don't feel the value that you really have. And you need to own it and express it. That's great. Well, I okay. have definitely reached. Yes, I reached a point <laughs> in my life where I love to speak. Yeah. So yeah. that that has definitely shifted for me. Um, but yeah. staying—that's what happened. You, you had the second Saturn return. That's what happened to you, really, in seven, sixteen, seventeen. That was your Saturn return, and that's when you finally say, okay. The first third of life, you figure out who you are. The second third of life, you go out and be that. The third third of life, you give back without that guilt or worry or fear or ego. Yeah. Now you're a mentor. Now you're a teacher. Now you're a wise woman. That's the whole point. Right. So it it's would a, be, as far as transits are concerned, are you saying that it would be okay to stay in the place? In other words, nothing is really, is it? Is it more fear-based that I'm thinking, oh, I might not be able to afford staying here. Am I making the right choice by staying? Or is it indicating more that I need to move to a less expensive situation? Well, yeah, it doesn't indicate what's the right or wrong decision. It just indicates this is where I know I can't avoid decision-making. Now, coming up in the not-too-distant future, uh, other planets are are having your way with you because we know Pluto's moving through Capricorn. Next year, it's coming to your Jupiter, and the year after that, it's coming over your sun. And that's, you're all doing that from your fourth house of home. So that could be a wonderfully transformative and uh, renewing experience, or it could be a battle to try to preserve and protect what you have. So if you feel yourself already in a vulnerable space, um, and, you, and, and, it's, and no cancer likes being insecure, no, no one likes being insecure, but a cancer 
<laughs> That's Especially. it. Um, you know, you need, you need to sort of say, okay, I can do this. I'm not going to have to, uh, it's not a too greater stretch for me to manage this and I can make certain adaptive responses and, and work to build this up. But I have a plan B in case it doesn't work to fall back upon one wants to look at that. Um, so, um, I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing it's going to work. I'm just giving you some indications of what would make it work. Yeah. Um, for you. Um, but this is certainly these next several years, you know, 18, 19, 20, the tests of your life are all tests of the most important thing to cancer, security, home, family. Right. Well, it's a, I'm buying myself six months. And one of the reasons I felt uh, more positive about that is because of the eclipse season, because of the retrogrades going on. And I felt mm-hmm. six months could me to a, a place of uh, decision making being more clear, uh, things are, are more on solid ground. Uh, it just right. feels like a shaky time right now where I really don't want to make changes. Right. And again, what it's interesting, in six, seven months, that's when your progressed moon, which has spent the last um, 19, 20, 20 months, 21 months in your first house moving through Libra, and you've been reexamining, again, who am I? identity and name and attitude and, and what I call myself, including, you know, where I am, that's part of my identity, um, will shift to the second house of resources, value, money, and income questions and needing to make adjustments there. It could mean I'm adjusting to new circumstances there. I'm finding new resources, accessing old resources in new ways, developing altogether new resources would become the focus um, beginning at the end of this year into next year. And so um, that definitely shows a transition in the next six or seven months that's going to be significant because, again, the moon is your ruler. And, when it, and so most cancers are deeply affected by these transitions and changes of the moon. Um, and it's changing houses right then as the year end and the new year begins. Ah, so that does line up. Okay. Yeah, and that's that, that. I would say that's a time to make the decision then. So, so, um, so maybe probably hold off then to see what what it looks like at that point. That's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so okay. very much. I appreciate You're your time. You're very welcome. Sure, sure. Stay in touch, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> okay, Bill. Have a good one. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye.